European Hearts Journal Issue at a Glance, Volume 38, Issue 36, Focus Issue on Valvular Heart Disease, by Editor-in-Chief Professor Thomas Lucia. From Cinderella to Centre Stage, Valvular Heart Disease on the Move. Valvular heart disease remained in the shadow of coronary artery disease for a long time. Vascular biology and Andreas Grinzig's seminal procedure 40 years ago in Zurich focused the interest of science and medicine for more than two decades on coronary artery disease. This changed at the turn of the century with the first experimental catheter-based valve implantation and the first in-man transarterial aortic valve implantation, or TAVI, by Alain Cribière in Rouen in 2002. Over the last 15 years, the TAVI procedure has been refined and improved, as have its results in large centres, and even in those without surgical backup. Thus, it is timely to publish the updated 2017 ESC Clinical Practice Guidelines on the Management of Valvular Heart Disease. In a fast-track clinical research paper entitled Source 3 One-Year Outcomes Post-Transcatheter Aortic Valve Implantation Using the Latest Generation of the Balloon Expandable Transcatheter Heart Valve, Olaf Wendler and colleagues from King's College London in the UK note that TAVI has developed from a procedure for patients with aortic stenosis, inoperable or high risk for surgery, into a treatment option even for intermediate-risk elderly patients. This development has been facilitated by the clinical learning curve and constant improvements of transcatheter heart valves used. They present total one-year results of Source 3, the European Post-Approval Multicenter Registry of the Latest Generation Balloon Expandable Edwards Sapien 3TM Valve. In total, 1,946 patients with a mean age of 82 years were enrolled in 80 centres from 10 European countries. At one year, all-cause mortality was 12.6%, cardiovascular mortality 8.0%, stroke 3.1%, disabling stroke 1.4%, and rate of new pacemakers 13.2%. Causes of death were 62.0% cardiovascular and 38.0% non-cardiovascular, with heart failure and pulmonary complications being the main reasons for fatal outcomes. Multivariable analysis identified NYHA class 4 and renal insufficiency as predictors of mortality, while higher BMIs improved survival. Severe and moderate paravalvular leakage was noted in 2.6%. Thus, the latest generation balloon expandable Edwards Sapien 3TM valve is associated with a low complication and mortality rate at one year. The clinical relevance of these findings is put into context in a thoughtful editorial by John G. Webb from the St. Paul's Hospital in Vancouver, Canada. Another type of TAVI valves are self-expandable valves. The ADVANCE study was designed to evaluate the safety and effectiveness of such a self-expanding bioprosthesis in real-world patients with symptomatic severe aortic stenosis at high surgical risk. Ulrich Gerkens and colleagues from the University of Rostock in Germany look at this matter in another fast-track manuscript entitled 
final five-year clinical and echocardiographic results of treatment for severe aortic stenosis with a self-expanding bioprosthesis from the advanced study. In total, 1,015 patients with a mean age of 81 years and mean logistic Euroscore of 19% were enrolled from 44 experienced centres in 12 countries with 996 attempted TAVI procedures. Five-year follow-up was available in nearly half of the patients, at which point the rate of all-cause mortality was 51% and the rate of major stroke 5.4%. Hemodynamic measures remained consistent for paired patients with a mean transvalvular gradient of 8.8 mm of mercury and an effective orifice area of 1.7 cm squared. Aortic regurgitation decreased over time, and among paired patients, dropped from 13% to 8% moderate aortic regurgitation at 5 years. At echocardiography, or re-intervention, there were 2.6% meeting the VARC2 criteria for valve dysfunction, and 1.2% with a re-intervention beyond 30 days. Thus, the five-year results in real-world elderly high-risk patients undergoing TAVI with a self-expanding bioprosthesis provide evidence for continued valve durability with low rates of reinterventions and hemodynamic valve dysfunction. In summary, the current guidelines as well as the ongoing improvements of the TAVI valves and the procedure clearly documents that the future of this catheter-based valve replacement is bright and, provided that hypoattenuated leaflet thickening will turn out to be harmless and valve durability will be further confirmed, will be used in middle and possibly even in low-risk patients. The editors hope that this issue of the European Hearts Journal will find the interest of its readers.